Moving on from heat to cold, therapeutic effects of cold are based on the following. Immediate local vasoconstriction, local meta metabolism decrease, decreased acute inflammatory response. It slows nerve conduction velocity with decreased motor and sensory nerve conduction. Uh, decreased spasticity due to decreased muscle spindle activity, which decreases the firing rates of 1A and 2 afferent fibers. Decreased Golgi tendon organ activity with decreased firing rates of 2B afferent fibers. And a study that demonstrated evaluated the effect of uh, using prolonged ice cooling for 30 minutes on the calf, of, uh, the calf muscle and found a 3 to 10% decrease in the elastic stiffness. You have decreased pain and uh, muscle spasm that increases um, nerve pain threshold and increased tissue viscosity with decreased tissue elasticity. Transient increase in systolic and diastolic blood pressure can also be seen. Uh, with the release of vasoactive uh, agents like histamine. Indications for cold therapy include generally, generally used for uh, acute processes like uh, acute traumatic conditions with reduction of inflammation and edema in the 24 to 48 hour period and immediate uh, treatment of minor burns via ice water immersion. Acute and chronic myofascial pain, uh, musculoskeletal conditions and articular inflammatory states like arthritis, bursitis, and muscle sprains, as well as uh, spasticity management. General precautions and contraindications for cold therapy include cold intolerance or hypersensitivity to cold like Raynaud's disease or phenomenon, um, arterial insufficiency with areas of cir with circulatory compromise such as ischemic areas in patients with PVD affecting the arterial system, impaired sensation like insensate skin as it becomes a risk for burns, cognitive and communication uh, de deficits that preclude the patient from reporting pain, cardiac and respiratory involvement, if you have severe hypertension is present, the patient's blood pressure must be monitored closely. Uh, Cryotherapy-induced neuropraxia or axonomesis uh, with regenerating nerve, uh, peripheral nerves. Uh, cry cry uh, cryopathies like cryoglobulinemia uh, and paroxysmal cold hyoglobinuria. Open wounds after 48 hours. And you also want to note that reflex vasodilation with hyperemia can occur after removal of ice. The mechanism of cold transfer are similar to the others. You've got conduction with cold packs and ice, ice massage and convection with cold baths like a whirlpool. You also have evaporation like a vapor coolant spray. And the treatment modality depends on the size of the area to be treated and how accessible it is for cold application. Conducting, or conduction agents include um, cold packs. Uh, these are ice packs, wraps, and sluices um, <clears throat> with uh, endothermic chemical gel packs and uh, hydrocholator packs. The pack is wrapped in moist towels, and treatment time is generally 15 to 20 minutes. Surface skin treatment can, be, uh, can decrease by uh, 15 degrees Celsius after 10 minutes. Uh, subcutaneous temperatures in, uh, decrease by 3 to 5 degrees Celsius. Uh, studies have shown that muscle cooling by 5 degrees Celsius at depth of 2 centimeters after a 20-minute application of hydrocholator packs can be seen. Ice massage can be used for cooling of small areas like muscle belly, tendon, and trigger point before applying deep pressure massage. Uh, it combines the therapeutic effect of ice with the uh, mechanical me uh, effect of massage. Direct application of ice to a painful area using gentle stroking motion can occur. <clears throat> Studies showed a reduction in intramuscular temperature by 4 degrees Celsius at 2 centimeters depth in the posterior thigh and almost 16 degrees reduction in biceps brachii after 5-minute application. Treatment of analgesia can be obtained in uh, 7 to 10 minutes. Convection agents include cold baths, like an, uh, an example would be hydrotherapy, which uses water-filled uh, containers for distal limb immersion. It's best suited for circumferential cooling of the limbs. Water temperature can be 4 to 10 degrees Celsius, and it can become uncomfortable and uh, poorly tolerated. It's effective for treatment of localized burns due to rapid skin temperature reduction. 
Evaporation, uh, vapor coolant sprays such as fluoromethane spray are less volatile and have widely replaced ethyl chloride sprays. It's used for spray and stretch techniques to treat myofascial and musculoskeletal pain with myofascial trigger points. Um, it can also be used for local anesthesia. The technique uh, consists of a series of unidirectional applications of vapor coolant spray par parallel to the, muscle, or to the muscle fibers at a rate of uh, 4 inches per second starting at the trigger area uh, with area of deep myofascial hypersensitivity and continuing to the reference zone or the area of referred pain while the muscle is passively stretched. It produces an abrupt temperature change over a small surface area. Precautions include risk for skin site irritation and local cutaneous freezing. Cold compression units uh, combine the benefits of cold with the advantages of pneumatic compression. Edematous extremities are placed inside the sleeves with circulating cold water attached to an intermittent uh, pump unit. It's used primarily to, pre uh, to treat acute musculoskeletal injury with soft tissue swelling. It's also used after some surgical procedures. Temperature of uh, 45 degrees Fahrenheit is used and pressure up to 60 millimeters of mercury. Light therapy, like ultraviolet radiation, is a wavelength of 2,000 to 4,000 amperes. Um, uh, bacteriocidal, bacteriocidal wavelength is uh, 2537. It can be produced by a small handheld mercury or cold quartz lamp. It produces a non-thermal photochemical reaction with a resultant alteration of DNA and cell proteins. Physiological effects include bactericidal on modal bacteria, increased vascularization of wound margins, hyperplasia and exfoliation, increased vitamin D production, excitation of uh, calcium metabolism, uh, and tanning. Indications in, uh, for uh, treatment of aseptic and septic wounds. Uh, psoriasis treatment utilizes Gokerman's technique where a cold heart ointment is applied to the skin prior to UV treatment. Acne treatment and treatment with folliculitis. Precautions should be used in uh, fair skin or scars or atrophic skin as well as acute renal and hepatic failure, severe diabetes, hyperthyroidism, generalized dermatitis, advanced arteriosclerosis, active progressive pulmonary tuberculosis, uh, you want to protect eyes from conjunctivitis uh, and photokeratitis. They, uh, you want to shield with UV rays, shield from UVAs using uh, goggles. Contraindications would be pellagra, porphyria, sarcoidosis, acute psoriasis, lupus, eczema, herpes simplex, and xeroderma pigmentosum. There's a do the dosage is prescribed as the minimal exposure time required uh, to cause the erythema on the volar surface of the forearm, measured in minimal erythema dosage, uh, MED. The MED subsides in 24 hours. Usual initial uh, uh, prescription is the dose of 1 to 2 MED and kept uh, to less than 5. 2.5 MED exposure produces a second degree um, erythema to, uh, in 4 to 6 hours with pain and subsides in 2 to 4 days following the, uh, followed by desquamation. Uh, 5 MED is a third degree erythema in 2 to 4 hours with local edema pain followed by local desquamation. Uh, 10 MED is a fourth degree erythema with superficial blister. The treatment can be given two to three times a week. And then we have electrotherapy, which refers to the use of electricity to stimulate a nerve or a muscle transcutaneously using electrodes. Physiologic effects in, um, are that it increases uh, joint range of motion, muscle group contraction, it retards um, muscle atrophy, uh, increases muscle strength, increases circulation, decreases muscle spasm, uh, releases polypeptides and neurotransmitters with beta endorphins, dopamine, and kephalins. Um, vasoactive initial peptide and serotonin. It decreases spasticity. It promotes wound healing. It includes or it induces osteogenesis with tissue, tissue regeneration and remodeling. It inhibits pain fibers. It stimulates large myelinated type A fibers with gate control theory, which we'll go over briefly uh, shortly. 
and it drives uh, medicated ions across the skin. Indications would be pain management with acute and chronic musculoskeletal pain, uh, chronic neurogenic pain, general uh, systemic pain as well, uh, joint effusion like uh, interstitial edema, acute and chronic, and muscle uh, disuse atrophy, dermal ulcers or wounds, circulatory disorders like neurovascular disorders, and venous insufficiency, postherpetic neuralgia, arthritis like RA and OA, and range of motion and stretching exercises. Contraindications would be circulatory impairment, arterial or venous thrombosis, thrombophlebitis, stimulation over the carotid sinus, stimulation across the heart, especially if patient has a pacemaker, pregnancy, seizure disorder, fresh fracture, acute hem or active hemorrhage, malignancy, decreased sensation with direct current on skin, uh, causing possible electrical burns, atrophic skin, patient's inability to report stimula uh, stimulation-induced pain, and known allergies to gel or pads. Types of electricity. Um, clinical uses of, for electrotherapy include pain management, uh, muscle stimulation, re-education, and uh, medication delivery. Uh, the main types of electrotherapy uh, that will be discussed are transcutaneous nerve stimulation, neuromuscular electrical stimulation, and iontophoresis. Transcutaneous nerve stimulation, or TENS, a TENS unit uses a pocket-sized programmable device to apply an electrical signal through the lead wires and electrodes attached to the patient's skin. It stimulates nerve fibers uh, for the um, symptomatic relief of pain. Electrode placement is subjective, typically placed over peripheral nerve distribution. Um, I've also seen it just placed near the site of pain on both sides of it, locations being proximal and distal to the pain site. Um, proposed mechanism of pain control is uh, there's approximately a 30 to 35 percent that's believed to be from a placebo effect. But we also have the gate control theory by Melzack and Wall. It attempts to account for the mechanisms by which non-noxious stimuli can modulate pain sensation, that is, non-painful stimuli can suppress pain. TENS uh, stimulates the large 1A myelinated afferent nerve fibers that in turn stimulate the substantia gelatinosa in the spinal cord, closing the gate on the, pre on the transmission to Lasseur's tract, with which is the posterior lateral tract of pain and temperature, and ultimately uh, to the thalamus. As a result, pain signals can be blocked at the spinal cord before they are transmitted to the brain. So essentially what we're seeing here is the faster transmission of, those, of the, uh, the stimulation there um, causes the pain to be suppressed, and the pain is not transmitted as fastly. Uh, you also have a theory with release of endogenous opioids uh, with TENS units. Um, Chang and uh, Pomerantz demonstrated that pain relief produced at 4 hertz stimulation, which is a low frequency, was blocked by naloxone, and pain relief induced at 200 hertz was not blocked by naloxone. Treatment time with TENS unit is normally uh, 30 minutes to one hour per session with a maximum of two hours per session for a total of eight hours per day. Um, the treatments are continued for three weeks and gradually reduced over eight to 12 weeks. Patients may report discomfort or skin irritation if the intensity is too high. Skin irritation can be resolved if the electrode positions are shifted or if a different uh, conducting gel is used. Electrode shifting can increase uh, current intensities to uncomfortable levels. Um, there, are there are several different types of stimulators that can be used as well. You have conventional, which is a high-frequency, low-duration stimulation. It's the most effective type of stimulation. The duration of treatment is about 30 minutes to hours. Uh, amplitude is adjusted to produce uh, minimal sensory discomfort. Pain relief usually begins in 10 to 15 minutes and stops shortly after removing stimulus. Uh, or the stimulation, and it's useful for neuropathic pain. Again, this tends to be a low amplitude uh, with a frequency of uh, 50 to 100 hertz. 
Acupuncture is a low-frequency, high-intensity stimulation, so opposite of a conventional, which is conventional is high-frequency, low-intensity. This is low-frequency, high-intensity. Duration is 30 to 60 minutes. Amplitude is high enough to produce muscle contraction, so you want to be able to see a visible twitch there. Onset of pain relief can be delayed several hours, and pain relief persists hours after removal of stimulation. It's useful for acute musculoskeletal conditions. Hyperstimulation is high-frequency and high-stimulation. Duration can rarely be tolerated more than 15 to 20, uh, 30 minutes. It's considered to be uh, that this mode stimulates the C-fibers and causes uh, counter-irritation. Then you have pulse or burst mode, which is a high-frequency stimulation bursts at low-frequency intervals for 30 to 60 minutes, and it causes delayed onset of pain relief. And then you have modulated impulses with, uh, that vary in um, intensity and frequency, and it attempts to avoid uh, neurohabituation. Next, we have neuromuscular electrical stimulation, or NMES. It refers to the process of applying electrical stimulation above the motor threshold to cause a muscle contraction. Successful use of NMES requires that alpha motor neuron is intact. <coughs> NMES systems utilize either external, uh, which is the most common, or internal electrodes to stimulate the, uh, the muscle. NMES can be, um, can be utilized as a therapeutic muscle stimulation for functional electrical stimulation, or FES, as described below. Uh, we've, uh, we've got system types, which are external, which are the most common with transcutaneous surface electrodes, and typical external um, systems use stimulation frequencies of 10 to 50 hertz. And internal or implantable systems that use percutaneous, intramuscular, epineural, interneural, and intraspinal electrodes. Therapeutic versus uh, functional electrical stimulation. Therapeutic neuromuscular electrical stimulation is a repetitive stimulation that's applied to uh, paralyzed muscles to minimize atrophy and or maintain range of motion. Functional electrical stimulation is stimulation that occurs in a coordinated sequence to assist the patient in performing a functional task, such as activities of daily living, transfers, or ambulation. FES systems employ either an open loop or closed loop system. Open loop system is a feedback that's provided manually. Stimulation is uh, activated by switches. Intensity is adjusted based on response. Examples are a therapist that triggers a heel switch to activate anterior tibialis during gait cycle. Closed loop symptoms are uh, like func uh, functional neuromuscular stimulation. It's a term typically used to describe FES using uh, these system types. FES and FNS often are used interchangeably. More sophisticated system utilizing uh, more complex automatic, automated technology movement and uh, feedback provided automatically through uh, movement sensors. EMG FES, you have surface EMG sensor triggers uh, the FES once threshold is reached. FES triggers desired, uh, then triggers the desired movement. Devices or systems uh, that provide FNS are called neuroprostheses. Examples include devices for drop foot, like the Bioness or the Nest L300 uh, WalkAid. Uh, devices for um, upper limb function with Nest H200 and a freehand system, and device for uh, standing and gait. Clinical uses of NMES uh, strengthens muscles and maintains muscle mass after immobilization. It provides cardiovascular conditioning with FES circle ergometer and SCI. It can also prevent um, complications from immobility, uh, such as uh, DVT, disuse atrophy, and osteoporosis. Shoulder subluxation in her, uh, hemiplegic patients can also uh, have benefits for this. It, uh, studies have published uh, positive results of protocol that provided external stimulation to the posterior deltoid and supraspinatus muscles. Similar protocols have since uh, verified these findings. Spasticity management with stimulating spastic muscles to cause fatigue.
All right, for the next section, we're going to be going through some of the physical modalities and therapeutic exercises and things like that. This can be a little bit um, uh, tedious and dry. Uh, however, it all can still be tested on, on boards, so we're going to go through this. Physical modalities are used as adjuncts in a comprehensive therapy program that includes exercise, medication, adaptive equipment, and patient education. They use uh, therapy energy for their therapeutic effects. Um, these include thermotherapy with heat and cold modalities, hydrotherapy, light therapy with UV radiation and uh, laser, electrotherapy, manual therapy like traction, therapeutic massage, manipulation, and mobilization, pressure, and acupuncture. We'll start with thermotherapy. The amount of energy a tissue gains or loses depends on several factors. That includes the nature of the tissue, agent used, and duration of exposure. And temperature has effect on viscosity, uh, nerve signal conduction, with heat increasing nerve conduction velocity and cold decreasing it. Blood flow, with heat increasing arterial and capillary blood flow and cold decreasing blood flow. Uh, collagen extensibility, with heat increasing tendon extensibility and collagenase activity and cold decreasing enzyme activity. And combined use of heat and stretching has been shown to significantly increase tendon extensibility. Temperatures greater than 113 to 122 degrees Fahrenheit, uh, 45 to 50 uh, Celsius, and below 32 Fahrenheit or 0 Celsius can injure tissues. We'll start with heat. Heat, uh, the therapeutic effect or uses for heat are based on hyperemia, analgesia, hyperthermia, uh, decreased muscle tone, and increase in collagenase elasticity. The uh, applications for heat therapy are generally used for subacute and chronic processes. They have reduction in, of muscle spasms, pain reduction like myofascial, low back, neck, and uh, post-herpetic neuralgia, reduction in uh, joint stiffness and contractures, arthritis, collagen, uh, collagen vascular diseases, uh, chronic inflammation, and superficial uh, thrombophlebitis. Contraindications to heat therapy include ischemia like arterial insufficiency. This has metabolic requirement of limbs is increased with the use of heat. Uh, and for every 10 degrees Fahrenheit increase in skin temperature, there's a 100% increase in metabolic demand. So if you have arterial insufficiency or ischemia, you have a hard time meeting that metabolic demand. Bleeding disorders like hemophilia and hemorrhage, or hemorrhage um, there's an increased arterial and capillary blood flow with heat, which can lead to those as well. Impaired sensation, uh, central like uh, spinal cord injury or stroke or peripheral neuropathies um, may predispose injuries to burn or individuals to burns. Inability to communicate or respond to pain like dementia or aphasia. Malignancy, which may increase uh, tumor growth and spread. Acute trauma or inflammation with diffuse uh, diffusion across membranes is increased. Scar tissue. Um, elevation of temperature increases the tissue's metabolic demand. And scar tissue has inadequate vascular supply and is unable to provide an adequate vascular response when heated, which can lead to ischemic necrosis. Edema with uh, diffusion across membranes increased. Atrophic skin and uh, poor thermal regulation. There are several mechanisms for heat transfer. Heat modalities uh, utilize three main methods of transfer, conduction, convection, and conversion. Conduction and convection heat transfer modalities focus on superficial heating, whereas deep heating modalities utilize conversion to achieve uh, greater tissue penetration. Conduction is the transfer of heat between two bodies at different temperatures through uh, direct contact. Heat transfer occurs without movement on the uh, conducting body. Examples include hot water, paraffin baths, hot packs like uh, hydrocolator, or hydrocolator packs, um, kenny packs, heating pads. Convection is the transfer of heat that occurs by fluid circulation, typically liquid or gas, over the surface of a body. Fluid flow increases the temperature gradient between the surfaces, increasing heating and cooling. Uh, more intense than conduction. So examples would be fluidotherapy, contrast baths, and hydrotherapy like whirlpool. Conversion is um, heat transfer through uh, conversion of electromagnetic radiation 
uh, non-thermal energy into uh, heat energy. Examples include radiant heat, like heat lamps, superficial heat, ultrasound, uh, shortwave diathermy, and microwave diathermy. Superficial heat versus deep heat. Superficial heat can um, achieve tissue heating up to 1 to 2 centimeters in depth. It can be used to heat joints with uh, little soft tissue covering like hand and foot. It can also cause a deeper effect through uh, reflex mechanisms. Um, example like uh, re relief of muscle spasms. Superficial heating modalities achieve uh, heat transfer through conduction, convection, or conversion. Conduction agents include hot packs. Uh, hydrocollators like con uh, canvas bags filled with silicon dioxide immersed in tanks of heated water applied over several layers of uh, insulating towels usually for 30 minutes at a time hot packs to posterior thigh increase temperature to 3.3 uh, degrees uh, celsius at one centimeter depth and 1.3 celsius at uh, two centimeters depth depth advantages of these are low cost minimal maintenance uh, long life uh, patient acceptance and ease of use disadvantages are prolonged superficial heat can produce temporary or permanent skin modeling um, erythema ab igne is what it's called. Uh, this condition is characterized by reticular pigmentation until injectations. Uh, Kenny packs, uh, wool cloths uh, soaked in 60 degrees Celsius, then spun dried. These cool rapidly and require repeated applications. Heating pads are available as electric pads and pads with circulating heat fluid, such as water. The peak temperature is about 125 degrees Celsius. Uh, the temperature is maintained at a constant level with no spontaneous cooling. If used with moist towels, there is a potential risk for electrical shock. Uh, potential exists for burns. This is common in patients with decreased adipose tissue. Generally used for periods of about 20 minutes and caution patients about falling asleep on heating pads due to potential for burns. Paraffin bath, uh, paraffin wax and mineral oil uh, in a 7 to 1 or 6 to 1 ratio, heated at 126 to 130 degrees Fahrenheit, uh, commonly used in irregular surfaces such as distal extremities. Uh, three methods are available for use. Uh, the first is dipping, which is the most common method. A body part is dipped in a paraffin bath and then quickly removed, allowing the paraffin to cool and harden. Approximately 7 to 12 dips are done, followed by wrapping in wax paper or plastic, which is covered by towels and insulated uh, mitts. Um, application time is 20 to 30 minutes. A decrease in temperature is noted after 15 to 20 minutes post-dip. The second is immersion, where cereal dips are done, forming a thin shell, which is followed by immersion in the paraffin bath for approximately 30 minutes. This provides more rigorous heating than dipping. And lastly is brushing. A brush is used to apply paraffin to larger body parts or parts that are difficult to uh, manage with the bath, like at the ankle. Uh, there's a study that shows 5.5 degrees Celsius temperature increase in the forearm uh, subcutaneous tissues and 2.4 uh, degrees centigrade uh, increase in brachioradialis muscle with the use of paraffin uh, use. Patients have good compliance, and uh, home, unit, home units are also available. These can be used for contractures, rheumatoid arthritis, uh, not in an acute phase, and uh, scleroderma. Then we have our uh, convection agents. Fluidotherapy, which is uh, hot air, is blown through a container holding fine cellulose particles, like bed of beads or corn husks, which produces a warm air fluid mixture with properties similar to liquid. Advantages include... Um, a massage action to the turbulent solid solid gas mixture with freedom to perform range of motion activities. It's good for hands and feet. Agitation levels and temperature can be controlled. The typical temperature is 115 to 120 degrees Fahrenheit. Study performed demonstrated that uh, temperature in different body areas following 20 minutes of fluidotherapy at um, 118 degrees, so it's varying ones. Uh, you have peak, uh, peak temperatures in the hands of 107.6 and of the feet and joint capsule at 103.1. Fluidotherapy should be avoided in, con in infected wounds 
and burn precautions should be maintained. Then we have hydrotherapy, where it's external use of water to treat a physical condition. Water can be used to produce convective heating or cooling, massage, and gentle debridement. Unit size, water temperature, agitation intensity, and solvent properties can be adjusted to meet uh, treatment goals. To give treatment for approximately uh, 10 to 20 minutes, and it depends on the patient's cardiopulmonary tolerance. In general, temperatures from 91 to 97 are considered neutral for wounds and burns and are well tolerated. In peripheral vascular disease, again, the, the, an increase in temperature of 10 degrees Celsius um, increases metabolic demand by 100%. So if peripheral vascular disease is, is suspected, like in diabetes, um, you want to ascertain skin temperature before choosing water temperature. Whirlpool baths and Hubbard tanks are considered. Whirlpool baths are used for partial body immersions, and uh, Hubbard tanks are for total body immersions. The water temperature can be selected depending on the amount of body submerged um, and the patient's health and goals of treatment. Upper limbs are from about 100 to 105, and lower limbs from about 100 to 102. Hubbard tank temperatures should be less than 102.2 to avoid systemic problems as it can ca uh, cause uh, changes in the body core temperature. Uh, mild heating could be from 98 to 98.9, and vigorous heating from 100 to 100.9. Contraindications for Hubbard tank include bowel and bladder incontinence, skin infections, unstable blood pressure, uncontrolled epilepsy, acute febrile episodes, upper respiratory infections, tuberculosis, multiple sclerosis. And you want to use caution in patients with a vital capacity less than one liter due to concern over respiratory distress and inability to extract the patient in a timely manner. Contrast baths have uh, distal limbs that receive alternating heat and cold in a whirlpool tank to pr produce uh, reflex hyperemia. Temperatures range from hot, 100.4 uh, 100, 100 to 111, to cold, uh, 50 degrees to 64.4. You want to begin with warm soaks to the extremity and then follow with four cycles of alternating one to four minute cold soaks and four to six minute warm soaks. This can be used in rheumatoid arthritis, CRPS, and uh, in general to toughen residual limbs um, and muscular strains and joint sprains. Contraindications include small, small vessel disease caused by diabetes, um, arteriosclerosis and arteritis, excuse me, arteriosclerotic and arteritis, or uh, Berger's disease. Uh, conversion agents uh, include superficial heat, like uh, radiant heat and infrared lamps. Um, light energy like, that is non-thermal is absorbed through the skin and converted to superficial heat. The distance from the lamp to the skin is usually 45 to 60 centimeters, or uh, 18 to 24 inches and is applied for uh, 20 to 30 minutes. Most lamps act as uh, point sources, and their heating effectiveness decreases with the square for the distance um, from the body. It's used in patients who cannot tolerate the weight of hot packs, and precautions include general heat precautions, light sensitivity like dermal photoaging, and uh, skin drying, as well as the use with uh, photosensitizing medications. So that's it for about superficial heat. Moving on to deep heat, uh, the first one is diathermy. Um, Tissue, uh, tissue temperature can be used to or can be increased to a depth of uh, three to five centimeters or more without overheating subcutaneous tissues of skin. Deep heat transfer is produced by conversion of electromagnetic energy into heat. Uh, this is this is what's called diathermy, and it may penetrate to uh, deep stru uh, deep structures such as ligaments, bones, tendons, or muscles, and um, joint capsules. Deep heat modalities include ultrasound, shortwave diathermy, and microwave diathermy. For ultrasound, sound waves with frequencies above the audible range, so greater than 20,000 hertz, can produce thermal or heating and uh, non-thermal or cavitation, acoustic streaming, and uh, standing wave effects. 
Thermal effects of the ultrasound uh, is that the ultrasound uh, interacts with the skin, fat, and muscles during the treatment. Heating occurs in all of those tissues as a result of sound wave attenuation and absorption. Its effect is more pronounced in tissue, tissue interfaces where sound transmission discontinues, uh, discontinuities occur. Ultrasound is absorbed and attenuated more in bone, followed by tendon, followed by skin, muscle, and fat. Studies found that ultrasound produces the highest temperature in cantilus bone or spongy bone, and absorption heating is uh, greatest at the bone um, and mus uh, the bone muscle soft tissue interface. Thermal effects include increased distensibility of collagen fibers. Uh, Non-thermal effects, you have acoustic cavitation where gas bubbles produced within the sound field due to turbulence, which by their uh, forced oscillation and bursting are capable of disrupting tissue. You have acoustic streaming, which is unidirectional movement of compressible material or medium due to uh, pressure asymmetries caused by ultrasound waves. Acoustic streaming and cavitation are associated with wound contraction and protein synthesis. Standing waves in a stationary ultrasound field, standing waves produced uh, fixed areas of elevated pressure and uh, rarefaction. They have not been found to have physiologic benefits. Ultrasound indications include bursitis, tendonitis, like calcific tendonitis, musculoskeletal pain, degenerative arthritis and contracture like adhesive capsulitis, shoulder periarthritis, and hip contracture. It helps to maintain a prolonged stretch and decrease range of motion, or increases range of motion, excuse me. Uh, when used to address the small joints like fingers and toes, it is typically used underwater, but only if water is degassed. Uh, subacute trauma can occur or is a good indication, as well as uh, less established indications for uh, scar tissues like keloids, postherpetic neuralgia, uh, and uh, plantar warts. Ultrasound contraindications include general heat contraindications, uh, anything near the brain, cervical ganglia, spine, or laminectomy sites that can possibly cause spinal cord heating, or near the heart and reproductive organs, additionally near the pacemaker that can cause thermal and mechanical injury to the pacemaker, and near tumors as well. Gravid or menstruating uteruses um, or uteri uh, should be uh, considered a caution. Um, over infection sites, on uh, contact lenses or the eyes, like fluid-filled cavity with a risk of cavitation and heat damage, and skeletal immatur immaturity as well. Open epiphysis can be affected with uh, decreased growth due to thermal injury. Uh, total hip and knee prostheses with uh, methylmethacrylate or uh, high-density uh, polyethylene uh, have a, a high coefficient of absorption, more than soft tissues, and the prosthesis may loosen due to unstable cavitation in the cement. And lastly, arthroplasties here. Uh, the effect of uh, on bony ingrowth arthroplasties is not well defined. For this reason, the most prudent course is avoid ultrasound over these areas. Ultrasound precautions include um, avoiding intensities over 3 watts per centimeter squared, uh, also the use of multiple ports over large joints. Ultrasound can be used underwater, but only if water is degassed. This can be achieved by putting it into a container and allowing it to sit overnight. As far as writing a prescription for ultrasound, typically the frequency is from 0.8 to 1.1 megahertz. The intensity is 0.5 to 2 watts per centimeter squared. The World Health Organization suggested um, maximal intensity is 3 watts per centimeter squared. Uh, spatial average intensity is equal to the power output over the effective radiating area. So for tendonitis and bursitis, the average intensity used is 1.2 to 1.8. Um, and uh, it can generate temperatures of up to almost 115 degrees in deep tissues. The duration is typically 5 to 10 minutes per site, and it depends on intensity uh, used and size of area being treated. Heating elements must always be in contact, uh, uh, constant motion when applying ultrasound to prevent burns.
Ultrasound deep heating is superior to microwave and and shortwave diathermy, and general temperature decreases or increases to 113 degrees will be seen at 8 centimeters depth. Increased temperature will remain for two minutes following ultrasound application. There are several different modes, uh, particularly continuous mode with thermal effects and heat production, and pulsed mode with mainly non-thermal effects like cavitations, media motion, and standing waves. There are techniques. Uh, direct is the most common. The applicator is moved slowly over an area of four square inches in a circular or longitudinal pattern. It uses a coupling media like gel to accommodate for impedance inconsistencies. You also have indirect for uh, uneven surfaces like hands and feet, where an applicator um, and body part are immersed in a container of degassed water. Specialized uses include phonophoresis. Uh, which is a technique that utilizes ultrasound to drive medications through the skin by increasing cell permeability, typically done at a frequency of 1 to 2 megahertz and intensity of 1 to 3 watts per uh, centimeter squared for uh, 5 to 7 minutes. Uh, you can do a continuous or pulsed, and medications include corticosteroids with 1 to 10% hydrocortisone and dexamethasone, or um, anesthetics, 1% lidocaine, or both. Uses include tendonitis, like the Achilles, um, a plantar a patellar or bicipital, as well as tenosynovitis and epicondylitis, like uh, tennis elbow. Moving on to shortwave diathermy, this produces deep heating through the conversion of radio wave electromagnetic energy to thermal energy. Uh, Federal Communications Commission, or the FCC, limits use to uh, 13.56 megahertz, um, uh, 27.12 megahertz, and 40.68 megahertz. The most common is 27.12. Um, megahertz, 27.12. It provides heat over a larger area as well as a deep heat to approximately four to eight, uh, four to five centimeters. Shortwave diathermy preferentially heats low impedance tissues such as skeletal muscle, blood, and synovial fluid, and therefore is a good choice if deep muscle heating is a primary goal. <clears throat> the heating pattern produced depends on the type of shortwave unit and water content um, and electrical properties of the skin. Shortwave units can be inductive or capacitive. Inductive coil method is, produces high temperatures in water-rich tissues uh, with superficial muscles and skin uh, via a coiled magnetic field like induction coil. The body acts as a, re a receiver and eddy currents are induced in, this tissues, in the tissues in its field. Applicators are in the form of cables or a drum. Indicators, or excuse me, increased tissue pressures from 4 to 6 degrees Celsius above normal can be seen. And it's uh, indicated when heat to more superficial muscles or joints with minimal superficial tissue is desired. Muscle tends to become warmer than fatty tissue. There's also a condenser method that produces um, high, uh, high temperatures in water uh, pore tissues like fat and bone with low conductivity via rapid oscillation of an electrical field. The treatment area is placed between two capacitor, capacitor plates uh, to which the shortwave output is applied. The body acts as an insulator in a series, uh, a series circuit to this setup, in this setup. It's indicated for sub-Q adipose tissue and uh, superficial muscle. Uh, it's more effective for deeper joints like the hip joint, and the treatment time is 20 to 30 minutes. Precise dosing for shortwave diathermy is difficult, and pain perception is used to monitor intensity. The best way to monitor frequency depends on the patient's response to warmth. Subcutaneous fat temperatures rise uh, to 15 degrees Celsius or 4 to 6 degrees Celsius increase in muscle at 4 to 5 centimeters depth. Terry cloths are used for spacing and to absorb sweat, which is highly conductive and may cause severe local heating. Indications for shortwave diathermy include muscle spasms, especially in the low back, myalgia, refractory pelvic inflammatory disease, and chronic prostatitis. 
Short of diathermic contraindications include general heat precautions, metal items like jewelry, pacemakers, metallic, intrauterine devices, surgical implants. These are ele uh, excellent electrical conductors and can potentially cause burns. Water is heated or is highly conductive and uh, can have the same effect with resultant severe local heating. Contact lenses, gravitor menstruating uteruses, and um, skeletal immaturity are also contraindications. Moving on to microwave diathermy, this is the conversion of microwave electromagnetic energy to thermal energy. The FCC approves frequencies at 915 hertz or megahertz and uh, 2456 megahertz. Microwaves do not penetrate tissues as deeply as ultrasound or shortwave diathermy, uh, and it preferentially heats fluid-filled cavities. The lower frequency has a higher depth of penetration and is better uh, for muscle heating. Microwave diathermy indications include heat super, uh, heating superficial muscles and joints, Speed, speeding the resolution of hematomas, and uh, local hyperthermia in cancer patients. Contraindications include general heat precautions, skeletal immaturity, um, uh, and because microwave diathermy selectively heats fluid-filled cavities, it should be used or should be avoided in edematous tissues, uh, moist skin, eyes, blisters, and fluid-filled cavities. In general, if you can see, heating an eye is not a good idea. Eye protection should be worn by patient and therapist uh, due to risk of cataract formation. Studies noted the average temperature uh, with microwaves at a depth of 1 to 3 centimeters is about 106. At frequencies of 915 megahertz, sub-Q fat temperatures may increase by 10 to 12 degrees uh, Celsius. Uh, muscles at a depth of 3 to 4 centimeters will be heated only uh, 3 to 4 degrees Celsius. So a summary of, short of diathermy. Um, diathermy produces... A deeper local temperature elevation within the tissues without overheating subcutaneous tissue or skin. All are forms of heating by conversion. Um, it can be classified as ultrasound, shortwave diathermy, and microwave diathermy. Um, there are some charts on page 629 in, in Cucurillo that uh, compare all of these, including the indications and the contraindications that we have already gone through. Stimulation to antagonist muscle to produce reflex inhibition. Enhanced responses seen when used in conjunction with Botox injections and intrathecal backlinking pump therapy. Um, specific systems for phrenic nerve pacing and urinary incontinence can also be considered. Uh, benefits, uh, this has been shown to potentially increase muscle mass, stroke volume, and cardiac output, as well as reduce venous pooling. It's also shown to potentially improve cardiorespiratory fitness. Side effects include allergic reaction of skin to electro uh, pads or gel and skin irritation or skin infection. Precautions, uh, you should avoid stimulation uh, over heat, excuse me, over heart, neck, malignancies, pregnant uterus, or infected areas. It may interfere with pacemakers. Caution with insensate skin as it may cause burns. Caution with patients with seizure disorder. Avoid weakness from overworking the muscle so it's used as controversial in neuromuscular disease. Also, it's important to monitor blood pressure when FES is used to exercise the lower extremities of SCI patients, especially patients over 45 years old or patients with a history of cardiovascular disease. Iontophoresis is a transdermal uh, delivery system in which a substance bearing a charge is propelled through the skin by a low electrical current. This, this method may be used to drive a drug across the skin barrier. Uses include application of anti-inflammatory medications for conditions such as plantar fasciitis, tendinitis, and bursitis. Then we have therapeutic massage. Uh, pressure and stretching are provided in a rhythmic fashion to the soft tissues. Uh, treatments can be provided to the extremities for 5 to 15 minutes or give, are given to the trunk, uh, like the neck, back, or abdomen, for 15 to 30 minutes. Physiologic effects, uh, you have reflexive effects 
where reflex vasodilation with improvement of circulation, as well as decreasing pain by means of the gate control or release of endogenous opioids, or you can see um, with neurotransmitters, general relaxation, or increased perspiration. Mechanical effects, this assists in venous blood return from the periphery to the central nervous system. It increases lymphatic drainage. It decreases muscle tightness. It prevents or breaks um, adhesions in muscles, tendons, and ligaments. It softens scars, and it loosens secretions, like in COPD. Psychological effects, you have the laying of hands uh, that promotes a sense of general well-being. So it's uh, like a therapeutic touch. And there is no effect on the metabolism. Massage will not affect muscle strength, mass, or rate of atrophy of uh, denervated muscle. Contraindications are uh, you don't want to perform it over malignancies or open wounds, infected tissues, or burns. Also, nerve entrapments. Uh, severe pressure over trigger points has produced hematoma formation with uh, subsequent nerve entrapment in severe cases. Acute inflammatory conditions like gout, RA, cellulitis, or thrombophobitis. Uh, DVT, severe varicose veins and severe clotting disorders or patients on anticoagulation. And there are several common techniques of classical therapeutic massage. Effleurage is the gliding rhythmic strokes of hands over the skin in a distal to proximal direction. It's performing, uh, performing a gently and slowly uh, results in uh, muscle relaxation, whereas performing at a faster pace will increase stimulation. Deeper strokes result in more uh, mechanical effects on the circulatory and deep myofascial system with relieving pain, increasing lymphatic drainage, and reducing vascular congestion associated with specific conditions. Pertressage, or kneading, um, it's a technique uh, in which the muscle tissue is pinched with the fingers and lifted from its um, underlying origin. Um, it increases circulation and tissue pliability, reduces edema and adhesions. Other variations include ringing, rolling, or shaking techniques. Topotament, or percussion, uh, it helps with desensitization, allows um, clearing of secretions and improved circulation, used for uh, chest therapy in conjunction with postural drainage. Friction massage, it prevents adhesions in acute muscle injuries and breaks adhesions in subacute and chronic injuries. Also reduces local muscle spasm and decreases edema. It can be applied transverse or perpendicular to the muscle, tendon, or ligament fibers. Soft tissue mobilization, it's a forceful massage of the, of the fascia muscle system. Massage is done with the fascia muscle in a uh, stretched position rather than relaxed or stretched or shortened. Uh, it's used for reduction of contractures. Myofascial release is a prolonged light pressure is applied in specific directions of the fascia system to stretch focal areas of muscle or fascial tightness. Acupressure, uh, finger pressure is applied over trigger points or acupuncture points to decrease pain. We have additional uh, types of manual therapy. Manual manipulation involving treating, involves treating motion restrictions based on the concept of somatic dysfunctions to improve or uh, patient's overall function. Techniques can be characterized as either direct or indirect and are classified as soft tissue, articular, or joint-specific mobilization techniques. Direct, direct techniques include thrust, which is usually an impulse, high-velocity, low-amplitude, final activating force in, um, is from the, uh, from the operator. Articulation is low-velocity, high-amplitude. Uh, muscle energy is a direct isometric type is, uh, where the patient contraction is in the final activating force and direct myofascial release. Uh, tissue is held in a loaded stretched position until muscle is released. It doesn't really describe what a direct technique is or an indirect technique. Essentially, it's finding a movement of restriction um, in whatever segment, body segment you're looking at. And uh, a direct technique is putting it into that uh, restricted area or the restricted motion and an indirect technique is moving it away from the restricted uh, area or restricted motion. 
So indirect techniques like strain, counter strain. Counter strain tender points are identified on the area of the body is moved in a direction of freer motion, usually the same direction as the original injury until tenderness is eliminated. Indirect balancing is the affected area of the body is moved away from the restrictive barrier until tension is equal on all sides of the dysfunction. Functional or balanced ligamentous tension, uh, indirect myofascial release, and craniosacral techniques are also considered. Then, excuse me, moving on to traction. Spinal traction provides a pulling force of the cervical or lumbar spine. Traction can be achieved using manual technique or with the use of a pulley system or an electrical motorized device. Physiologic effects, uh, vertebral joint distraction is the elongation of the cervical spine of two to 20 millimeters and can be achieved with 25 pounds or more of traction forces. There's reduction of compression and nerve root and disc irritation, reduction of pain, muscle spasm and inflammation, and loosening of adhesions in the dural sleeve. Absolute contraindications include malignancy in the region of the spine, osteopenia, osteoporosis, infectious process like osteomyelitis or discitis, inflammatory arthritis, fracture, pregnancy, cold compre or cord compression, um, congenital spinal deformity, uncontrolled hypertension, cardiovascular disease, specifically um, carotid or vertebral artery disease, and increased pain. Contraindications to cervical spine traction include cervical ligamentous instability like rheumatoid arthritis, Down syndrome, Marfan syndrome, achondroplastic morphism, and Ehlers-Danlos syndrome. Infectious process of the spine, cervical spinal stenosis with significant cord compromise, atlanoaxial subluxation with uh, spinal cord compromise, and vertebral insufficiency. And contraindications specific to lumbar spine traction include pregnancy, cotta compression, aortic aneurysms, restrictive lung disease, active peptic ulcer disease, and hiatal hernia. Prescription parameters for uh, spinal traction, you have positioning with, um, uh, for cervical traction, the neck is flexed with the patient in a sitting or supine position. To relieve symptoms of nerve compression, 20 to 30 degrees of flexion is optimal, uh, which opens the intervertebral foramina. For lumbar traction, hip and knees are flexed to 90 degrees while the patient is supine. It's the com this is the most common position used. And this position reduces lumbar lordosis, um, and the spine is relatively flexed, opening the uh, intervertebral foramen. The amount of traction used in the cervical spine distraction requires greater than 25 pounds. Weights greater than 50 pounds do not provide any additional advantage. For cervical radiculopathy, traction may be used 25 pounds or may use 25 pounds with neck flexion described as we uh, uh, previously. And for lumbar spine, uh, posterior vertebral distraction is greater than 50 pounds is needed. For anterior separation, greater than 100 pounds is needed. The effect of friction between the treatment table and body should be counterbalanced before the traction of the spine is uh, accomplished. In a study by Judovich, it was reported that a pull equal to about one half of the weight of the body part treated is needed to overcome friction. For the lower body, this is approximately 26% of the total body weight. Another option uh, may be the use of a split table, which eliminates the lower body segment friction. Regardless of the effect of friction, another 25% or more of body weight is needed to cause vertebral separation. Intermittent versus continuous traction. Intermittent traction provides a greater pull. It uses, it, it's used for distraction when neural foramina or when neural foramina opening or retraction of herniated disc material is desired. Continuous traction is used for prolonged muscle stretch, uh, such as in uh, muscle relaxation. Overall duration is typically 20 minutes.